I was seething mad. The CEO had just asked my team to do something that I felt lacked integrity, was unprincipled, manipulative, and put our clients in a bad position. On top of all that, it involved an external stakeholder with whom I had my own separate relationship. There was no way I could face my friend in this circumstance. But how do you talk with your boss when you radically disagree? He was the CEO. I was the team leader. What could I do? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Today's episode is the response to a question from Julia, and I would love to answer your question either in a future episode or in our question and answer session at the end of many of our episodes. To send in your question, go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. You'll see a big orange button. Click that button, and you can record your message. Leave us your name. Tell us where you're from, and we can use that in a future episode. Whenever we lead workshops to help leaders build courageous cultures and have tough conversations at work, the question of how to talk with your boss always comes up. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. Julia's specific question today is that I often find that no matter how diplomatic my efforts, my boss feels like I am criticizing his choices and decision-making. Could you suggest ideas to help frame the conversation when your boss gets defensive? Well, Julia, that's an honest and a vulnerable question and certainly one that we all need help with. So let's broaden that up and talk about how to talk with your boss when you totally disagree with them. And I've certainly been in the situation, the opening scenario that I shared was early in my leadership career, and I was furious. I did not like it at all. You know, the, the whole thing stank. And it's inevitable as human beings, we're going to end up in that situation at some point. So why is it so hard to talk with your boss about these things? I mean, on paper, it shouldn't be that tough. Have the conversation, share your concerns. But if you're like most people, talking to an executive or a senior leader or a board member can feel daunting. Most of the time, when you fear to talk with your boss about an issue where you disagree, it's because of the power that they've got over your employment. That self-preservation kicks in, and you don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize your paycheck. And that's normal for most people. The problem is that when you don't speak up, you're not advocating for your people. It's You're limiting your influence and your reputation Uh, particularly as a strategic thinker. Speaking up can be a career-building move when you do it well. Now, Julia points out that you may have a boss that, as you're trying, gets defensive. So we'll talk about how to address that. The good news is that with a few tools and a little bit of practice, you can address the concerns and you can have meaningful conversations with leaders at every level of your organization. Let's start with you. As upset as you might be, don't charge into your boss's office and unload all that righteous anger. It may feel good for a moment, but that's a career-limiting move. The first conversation is that one that you want to have with yourself. So if we come back to the winning well model, starting with your own confidence and humility. 
confidence to stand up for what matters, and humility to recognize that you don't know what you don't know, and you're not as perfect a leader as you might feel in that moment, and then to focus on results and relationships. How can you approach the conversation to build the relationship and achieve meaningful results? For me, in that scenario with the CEO, it began with reminding myself the person I'm upset with did not wake up intending to ruin my day. They're doing what makes sense to them in that moment. So my CEO had his reasons for the way he'd approached the situation. I didn't like what I saw, and I believed it was wrong, but I also knew him well enough to know he wasn't trying to be evil. Reminding yourself that there's always another side to the conversation and that you don't have all the information helps to lessen the grip of those strong emotions. Once you have gotten some perspective and managed your own emotions, next thing you want to do is to do your homework before you talk with your boss. What strategic objectives are at play? What data do you need to bring to the conversation? Learn as much as you can about the issue. You're not complaining. You're making a reasoned business case why your boss should consider another course of action. And then you go have the conversation. You want to create space for it. If you have access to the person, schedule it. Catching them for three minutes in the hallway while you're trying to overcome interruptions and distractions isn't going to give you the best chance to talk. Try to get it scheduled. When you start the conversation, be direct and respectful. One of the most powerful openings you can use is to frame your concerns in terms of outcomes you know that they value. For instance, when I ultimately approached my CEO, I knew that he prized the organization's reputation in the community. So to start the conversation, I thanked him for the meeting and said, Listen, I'm concerned that we aren't putting our best foot forward regarding the event next month. When you're able to start the conversation about a topic that matters to them, you have a greater chance to be heard. Many times the other party will they'll follow up with a question. After all, you've let them know that something they care about is at stake. That question allows you to share what's on your mind. This approach can also help you overcome the most common fear about how to talk to your boss when you disagree. By putting the discussion in terms of something they value, you're approaching them as a strategic partner, not as a complainer or an antagonist. Even if they don't agree with your perspective, they still know you were trying to help. Now it's time to listen. You finish sharing your concerns, you invite them into the conversation. It takes humility to acknowledge that, as right as you may feel, you don't have all the information and you don't know their perspective. For example, you might say, well, those are my concerns. I do have some thoughts about how we can do this differently, but first I'm curious about how the situation looks from your perspective and what I might not be seeing. As they share, actively listen. Try to reflect what you're hearing in your own words. For example, so what I'm hearing is that our number one goal is to acquire new customers before our competitor launches their product even if we need to temporarily reduce our response time to existing customers. Am I understanding that correctly? Then from there, you may propose solutions that meet both of your goals. When I spoke with my CEO, I was young and I didn't know how to do this. He was the one that brought it up. He said, so I hear what you're saying, and although I don't see the ethical concerns the same way you do, I also don't want us to do anything that's going to violate your conscience. So how can we do this event in a way that achieves the purpose and that you would feel good about? That is a smart question. 
you'll often find the best solutions in answer to that kind of a how can we question where you ask, how can we do A and B when A and B seem to be mutually exclusive? When he asked me that question, I did come up with a way to meet his goals and satisfy my values. In Winning Well, A Manager's Guide to Getting Results Without Losing Your Soul, talk a lot about results and relationships. And it's results and relationships, but not always in that order. And let's be real, just because you approach the conversation the way that I've described, it doesn't mean you're going to get the change you want. You may get some, you may get everything, or you may get nothing. No matter though, you've built a relationship that will help you to be more influential and you've learned more about your business from a senior leader's viewpoint. That can inform your work, your decisions, and your future conversations. It's also possible that you'll discover a massive clash in values, an irresolvable difference that you just can't be a part of. Excellent. It may not be comfortable, but it's better to know now than a year from now or 10 years from now. Now you can make a conscious decision about your future whether you'd be better off in a different role, a different department, or a different company. Either way, you've come out ahead because you had the conversation. It's not just about getting the specific outcome you were after, it's also about the relationship. And it might even surprise you just how much influence you have when you take the time to have the conversation this way. If you're using this approach and your boss is still getting defensive, and feeling, as Julia's was, that you're criticizing their decisions, another approach you can take is simply to ask permission. Still begin, still open the conversation with their goals, but then ask permission. For example, I know that you want to improve our response times, and I've got some ideas on how we might be able to do that. Would that be worth a discussion? This gives you the best chance of a receptive audience, and it removes the criticizing aspect Because A, you're being supportive, and B, you've asked permission. So if they give you that permission, you've been invited to share your thinking. And then a final note here is that if you're trying to coach up and help your boss to be more effective, that's rarely going to work unless they have specifically asked for your help. So to prevent some of the defensiveness, ask permission. Don't coach unless you've specifically been asked for it. And start with their goals. When you can have a healthy talk with your boss about areas of disagreement, you build your influence, clarify values, and you become a more valuable strategic partner. And a side note, remember all of that when someone disagrees with you. Until next time, be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.